Hello and welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, Talking Dudley South, with me, Mike Wood, the Member of Parliament for uh, Dudley South. Now these podcasts are focusing on important issues that are affecting people living and working locally. And at the moment, of course, one issue above all is dominating everybody's life, and that is the coronavirus pandemic and how we respond to uh, COVID-19. Now, if this is the first podcast you've uh, listened to, you can download the other ones from wherever you normally get your podcasts, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Google. And today, as we look at the COVID-19 pandemic and response, and as we're navigating through what is a third set of national restrictions, a second full lockdown, we're obviously looking at the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel that is provided by the vaccine and how that is being rolled out. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Diane Wake, who's the Chief Executive of the Dudley Group NHS Trust that runs Russell's Hall, Corbett uh, Hospital and Dudley Guest, and with uh, Sarah Davis, who's the matron who's heading the uh, vaccination programme at the hospital. Welcome and thank you for, for joining us. So Sarah, if we can just start with you, can you give us uh, a little background as to how the uh, the vaccine is going? What vaccines do you have? And obviously there are different groups of being vaccinated early on. So who have you been focusing on? Who have you been vaccinating at the hospital and how's it going? Well, currently we have the Pfizer vaccine um, in uh, use. Um, we have been targeting the over 80s frontline staff and that is in in the hospitals and in the community it's going really really well very smooth we're getting very good feedback Um, to date we've vaccinated over 3,000 people and we literally started two weeks ago so yeah really pleased with how it's going so far so 3,000 people from standing start in the space of a couple of weeks I mean obviously these are really new a vaccine so the supply is presumably an issue as manufacturers start to produce them really from a scratch but what other logistical considerations have there been that you've had to be navigating both within the hospital and in terms of making sure that the vaccines get to you? Uh, I'll, I'll answer that one Mike. I, I think uh, we've not really been ex- experiencing a supply issue in our organisation. We've known on a daily basis that the, the expectation is that we uh, try to vaccinate over 500 uh, patients, members of the public uh, per day and we have been managing to do that. Uh, we put our request in on a weekly uh, basis for the uh, number of vaccines. The vaccines come in a box and within each box there's 975 uh, vaccines uh, within that box. As Sarah says, we've been uh, targeting uh, healthcare workers, the over 80s and also care home staff um, and uh, very keen to work with our community partners like the local authority and we've been offering vaccines to that uh, group of staff as well. Our biggest challenge is because obviously the hospital is incredibly busy. It's been about getting the staff to undertake the vaccines and put them through the training. Uh, So uh, obviously setting up very quickly was a big challenge to us but we've actually got a really slick up uh, 
operation within the hospital. I think everyone who has attended, we've had some fantastic feedback saying a slick process from beginning to end. So basically, uh, people attend uh, for the vaccination. We check their uh, identity that they're the right person. We then go through a consenting process uh, with that person when they come for their vaccine. Uh, we do checks three times during the time that they're with us. Uh, just to make sure we've got the right person, they understand the vaccine that they're having and the implications of that, particularly if they're nervous or anxious, etc. Then once they've had the vaccination, we take them to an area within our facility and we observe them for 15 minutes just in case they have any side effects uh, from the vaccine. So it's a very slick operation. And I must say it's one of the most happiest places in our hospital to visit at the moment because everybody is so excited about having it. And we've got some tremendous staff. Everybody's incredibly uh, professional, like uh, Sarah, who's heading this up with our pharmacy team. And there's a real buzz about the place. Excellent. So, I mean, you, you talk about the process and obviously those identity checks. And obviously, it's important to stress that you know, people don't need to get in touch with you to get the vaccine. They will be contacted directly either uh, to go for vaccination at the hospital or in one of the GP centres around the borough. And I know that we've got uh, two in Dudley, Dudley South. But if, if they do come to you uh, having been invited for vaccine, is there anything they need to bring with them? Anything they, they need to do beforehand? Or is it just turn up on the day and you'll sort it out? Um, they need to bring their NHS number, which they can find on any letter um, from their GP, or they can download the NHS app and get it off there. They'll also um, be sent a link for some consent forms, and it's very useful if they could fill those in before they come in. That just helps with the smooth running of things. It's not the end of the world if they didn't bring that, though. We can print them off um, and help them fill those in at the time. Great. And as Diane said, obviously, a lot of patients will be a bit anxious about having the vaccination I mean I'm not keen on needles at the best of times and obviously with uh, with being uh, vaccination uh, people naturally have some worries and may have read you know various scare stories on social media so if people are nervous anxious you know, what would you what would you say to them about this vaccine I would say to them, um, try and relax as much as possible. The um, outcomes the, um, for anaphylaxis, um, we haven't had any reported here as yet. Yes, we've had a few um, people with dizzy spells due to anxiousness, um, but we reassure them there's a great team here. We spend time with them um, and we'll put things in place if people are needle phobic. You know, sometimes we will give it um, to a person lying down rather than sitting up just to reassure them and give them that extra support. But only really similar to things like the, the flu jab. Yeah. I mean, it's that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So as, as this uh, vaccine's obviously been offered at the uh, hospital for the last couple of weeks, uh, at the various GP-led sites around the borough, I understand that you're looking at, uh, at an additional bigger centre to help get these out more quickly as and when the supply increases. Can you tell us a bit more about that? 
yes, we've got, um, not specifically in Dudley, but we've got uh, two uh, larger vaccination centres. One's in Birmingham at Millennium Point, and we've also got a larger vaccination centre in Tipton as well. Uh, but Sarah and the team have been very wor working very closely in setting up the Black Country Living Museum as a mass vaccination centre, uh, and that will come online next week. Uh, so we've been working very closely with our commissioners and we've been working with our GPs uh, to get that set up so that we've got a very similar system to what we have within uh, the organisation able to uh, uh, operate delivering large numbers of vaccinations uh, to all of the high priority groups that we've been asked to focus on in the coming weeks. So that's really about making sure that as Pfizer able to increase the number of doses that they supply into the UK, they say that they can do a couple of million a week by the end of the month. And obviously Oxford, AstraZeneca are saying that they can uh, do about the same on the same time scale. So we could be talking three, four million vaccines across the country every week in the next few weeks. So really, so what you're saying is it's about making sure that we've got the capacity to get those vaccines out as soon as, as they're available and as many people can be vaccinated as possible as quickly as possible. Absolutely, absolutely, Mike. I think there's been an absolutely massive NHS response to really getting the vaccine to as many people as quickly uh, as possible. And currently we've got in the country 29 live hospital hubs, uh, 40 more uh, likely in the next few days. Many GP sites have uh, gone live uh, delivering vaccines with more coming online. Pharmacies are soon going to start rolling out the vaccine as well. That'll happen in the coming uh, weeks well uh, and obviously bigger centres coming online and for us in Dudley uh, and the surrounding Black Country and West Birmingham the Black Country uh, Living Museum I think will be an area that will attract a lot of people and then enable us to deliver the vaccine on an even bigger scale and I think that's really exciting this vaccine we're really hoping it's a game changer for all of us because I think the, the last year has been incredibly challenging affecting both personal and professional lives of many many people so it will be good if we could get, give the vaccine to as many people as possible and save lives and that's so important. I mean obviously there are large numbers of admissions into the hospital at the moment with uh, COVID-19 but coronavirus is only one aspect of the work that the hospital of course is still doing every day. So what has work been like for you over the past few days around the hospital? You know what what do your days look like at the moment? Uh, it's incredibly tough for the uh, staff working in the hospital and community services at the moment, Mike. We are seeing a high number of admissions on a daily basis. If pe people are very ill uh, with COVID uh, coming into hospital and being admitted into the bed base. Currently, we've got nearly 200 patients in our bed base that are affected by COVID, and uh, a large number of those are being cared for within our critical care units. Um, and that, that that puts significant pressure on our staff. Uh, we are nearly up to 200% above our normal baseline for providing uh, critical care. And so that has a massive impact on staffing. So we have had to step down some uh, routine uh, outpatient appointments and some routine surgery, surgery so that we can redeploy those staff to critical care. Uh, we've had to stop some operating because those theatre staff are required to staff safely our critical care beds to make sure that the patients in the highest level of our care uh, are getting uh, the right levels of care uh, from our staff. Uh, so we've redeployed anaesthetists and uh, nursing and allied health 
skilled professional uh, staff to, the, to those areas. So it feels really tough. It feels really, really uh, challenging. And we know that some of our staff had not quite recovered from the first wave of COVID because of the psychological impact. So we are trying to support our staff as much as possible. Uh, but what I would say is our staff have been absolutely tremendous. Many staff are being so flexible, moved to work in different parts of the organisation where they've never uh, worked before. And a real team Dudley uh, response. I can't praise our staff highly enough. It is so pressurised at the moment both at our front door and all of our inpatient facilities uh, throughout the hospital. So a very pressurised time for everyone. Uh, as you know, Diane, I got to know critical care quite well over the space of a few weeks uh, uh, four years ago. Uh, I mean, it sounds obvious when you, when you say it, but I, I'm not sure people always remember, is that a critical care bed needs so much more staffing resources than most general inpatient beds, which means that Obviously, if you take out a bed on a normal ward because you have to replace it with a dozen critical care beds, it's not really a one-for-one -one, um, swap because you need so many more doctors, you need so many more staff, uh, nurses and support staff uh, that you do reduce the number of people you can care for if you're having far more people in critical care. Yeah, absolutely. And normally our, our bed levels for critical care is we have uh, eight to nine beds that are level three. So that's patients that are ventilated. And then we have uh, eight uh, level two beds for patients that don't quite require the ventilation, but we do have to assist them with different types of, types of equipment with their breathing. At the moment, we have uh, over 45 patients that we are caring for at that level of care within our organisation. So the impact on, on staffing that safely is significant uh, within the organisation and we've been at that level for uh, the last three weeks we're not seeing that go down we're not seeing that abate so that my biggest message to members of the public in Dudley is stay at home and save lives and that is just so important you know this is not this, the fake news that's circulating is wrong Covid is affecting significantly so many people and it is really important that people People listen to the advice that's been given by the government stay at home save lives it's so so critical and you talk about that fake news obviously there was a video that was circulating over Christmas I think it was down in uh, Gloucester suggesting a hospital where the corridors are all empty and made to look as though there was nothing going on in the hospital now I know that hospital was extremely angry about what they saw as being a misrepresentation of how busy they were at that time but Presumably that's certainly not been your experience either at Russell's Hall. Absolutely, Mike. And, and when our staff see fake news like that, it is so demoralising for staff. Our staff are working above and beyond uh, each and every day. They're doing so many additional hours. They already, most of them who are, who are clinically facing, do 12-hour plus shifts, but they are staying above and beyond that and doing extra shifts as well. And the pressure is significant, but they want to do the best uh, for our patients in Dudley and within uh, the Black Country and West Birmingham. And as I said, the team Dudley Spirit is there, uh, but you know you cannot underestimate the impact on, on staff in terms of their health and well-being as well. Well, thank you, Diane and uh, Sarah, for that. And I think that's a really important message to uh, to finish on, that, that staff at Russell's Hall across hospitals and across, obviously, the wider National Health Service are working exceptionally hard. I mean, under even more pressure than the normal at the moment with 
unbelievable levels of pressure on the uh, services which are responding to fantastically well but the only way that we can really allow to continue to do that job that we all depend on is if people and that means all of us do not just follow the law follow the guidance ask ourselves whether everything we do is an un- is a unnecessary risk whether we can reduce that risk stay at home save lives and protect uh, our national health service yeah. thank you both for uh, for your time uh, today as i said at the start if you haven't uh, listened to previous podcasts you can download them either from my website or from wherever you get your normal podcasts but if people have particular questions about COVID-19 or about the vaccinations, where's a good source of information for people to to look that up? Again, you can look on your uh, local government uh, website that will tell you what's happening uh, locally. So for Dudley, if you just go onto the Dudley Council website, that will tell you uh, lots of information around about coronavirus, COVID-19. It will tell you what the rates of transmission are uh, within our community. And it will also reinforce the key public messages, which is stay at home and save lives. And if you are out there doing the things that are essential, then it is important to remember hands face and space so maintaining that two meter distance wearing your mask at all times uh, and uh, washing your hands uh, very regularly that is so important as well thanks diane and sarah please pass on our thanks to everybody at the hospital for everything they're doing particularly at this difficult time we will mike thank Thank you. you thank you for your support